Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3, it is the evening runway time now for Why It Matters. And you know, one of the best compliments you can get when you invite your friends over to your house is... You have such a spacious house because uh, the fact is, in today's day and age, our homes here in Singapore are, you know, a little bit smaller compared with our parents from back in the 80s and 90s. There's this other challenge as well uh, for homeowners like you and I, or even renters, not enough space to keep items, to store items. And that's why self-storage solutions seem to be gaining popularity, uh, not just for individuals looking to declutter their homes, but also businesses looking to add additional space. In fact, uh, one Singaporean self-storage company is nearing 100% capacity. So what does this mean for this particular industry? Uh, We'll find out right now. On the line with me is Kenneth Walsdale, who's the CEO of uh, Extra Space Asia. Kenneth, good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank you, Elias. I'm very well, and you too, I hope. Uh, yeah, not too bad, and, and I'm quite glad uh, we get to talk about uh, storage space because uh, um, b- before I want to get into that conversation, though, I've seen the commercials. Tell us a little bit about the history of Extra Space Asia. Good, good. Um, Elias, the company was founded in 2007 in Singapore. We started, obviously, with just one facility, Today, we're up at 80 facilities across six countries, being Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, Korea, Taiwan, and Japan. We have about 26,000 stores. We have 150 employees. And actually, for the last seven years, we've been recognized as Singapore's favorite self-storage brand. And that is something we're proud of. Mm. It helps us grow. It brings trustworthiness to the company and to the brand and certainly helps helps our our business. So the company has been growing very rapidly. We have plans to continue that growth as well. Yeah, you've got like, uh, what, am I, what am I seeing here? You started off with seven facilities. Now you're in over 70 locations, 15,000 storage units. And I see something similar in some of the markets that you're in. Singapore, Hong Kong, Korea, Taiwan, Japan, Malaysia's in there as well. Safe to say you guys are perhaps uh, the dominant self-storage company here in Asia. We certainly like to think we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So at the beginning, I mentioned how Extra Space Asia is nearing 100% capacity. Odia, what does this mean? I mean, are we looking on one, on one front, I'd like to know what you guys are going to do about that. And on the other front, what does this mean in terms of lifestyle change for, for us in these, in these city countries? Yeah, what, what I think has changed, Elliot, over the years, as you just touched on a minute ago, that the sort of older generation lived in homes that are much, much larger than the younger generation is living in today. At the same time, the younger generation today has a higher disposable income. Higher disposable income means you buy more things. Um, so they need space. So it, that's, it's, it's a little bit of a sort of ideal world where people are living in smaller spaces but buying more things, mm. so they need somewhere to store those things. Yeah. So the demand for self-storage just continually grows. There isn't any particular time of the year or any particular year where it has really changed. It's just, it's just a continual growth as people see the benefits of using self-storage. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a necessity now. I have a friend who who has a, a self storage and uh, he keeps seven golf bags there because he loves golf that much. You can't keep them all in your home, right? <laughs> exactly, that's right. Someone eventually in the household says, "Get those golf clubs out." Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's the wife taking the nine iron to him. But what what are you guys going to do about how you know? I mentioned that you're nearing a hundred percent capacity. Well, what can you reveal with regard to dealing with that issue? And all I can reveal, Elliot, is that we do plan on expanding. We will be adding facilities in Singapore. We will be adding facilities in the other countries in Asia as well. Mm, okay, so, okay. Yeah, we just have to keep growing. It's, it's, it's always a challenge adding facilities because you've got to find the right type of facility and the yeah. right location, the right price, yeah, yeah. right access, etc. So it's not that easy, but it can be done and we will do it. We're on the track doing this at the moment. Mm. Safe to say that it is also, I, I guess, a, a lucky problem to have where a lot of homes these days, they want to, these days, they want to go for that minimalistic design. And then you have an aging population, like my parents, for example, uh, the, the baby boomers who are perhaps looking at downsizing, but you know, you still want to keep important stuff in self-storage. That's absolutely true. A lot of people, you know, move into smaller places as they get older when the kids have left home. They move into small places, but they really don't want to throw away some of those items that they had. Furniture, photo albums, toy collections that the kids played with. So they want to keep those (laughs) into self-storage. What about business storage? What are you looking at on this front? How, How do you guys operate on this front? That Elliot is growing rapidly at mm. the present time. I think as more and more people start their own little businesses, normally from home initially, they bring in a container of items from perhaps China or Vietnam. Okay. Eventually they realize they cannot keep these items at home. They just do not have the space. Yeah. The issue I think for a lot of these smaller kind of traders is that sort of demand for storage fluctuates during the year. Yeah. So you may bring in items for Christmas or for Chinese New Year, but you don't have those items for 12 months a year, so they need yeah. storage for three months, and then they don't need storage. Mm, 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 mm. And that's where self-storage steps in, because you don't have to sign long contracts. You can, you can up and downsize your units. You can take different size units. I actually, I mean, two years ago, I have been having conversations on radio about self-storage and the rise of it. And at that time, I thought it was a very pandemic-driven thing. It was a very work-from-home-driven thing. Kenneth, what's the observation now that things are pretty much as good as back to normal? It seems it's still high in demand. Yes, it is. I think what happened is that COVID made a lot of people declutter their homes. (laughs) They were working at home, they were staying in the home 24-7. So they put items outside to keep the houses cleaner, more simple. But, and they realize after that, COVID goes away, fortunately. And they say, wow, it's nice living in a house yeah. without a lot of junk around. Let's just stay that way. Yeah, that's so I true. Showed a lot of people that, you know, there's an alternative way of living. You don't have to keep your seven sets of golf clubs at home. You can put six sets somewhere else. <laughs> you know, today with the sort of affluence as well, People ski, they go to Japan, say to Hokkaido, they buy their skis, they buy their ski boots, they buy their goggles, helmets, etc. They only use them once a year. Mm. Do you really want to take up space in a relatively small apartment Mm. when you can put it in storage and the next year you go back and take it out again? 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Tell me a little bit about this wine storage. Now, why on earth would I want to store my wine away? <laughs> well, good question. Unfortunately, Singapore is not the ideal climate for anybody to keep wines. You cannot just stick them in your living room at home or in the kitchen cabinet. They will not survive. So you need to put them in a very climate-controlled environment where the temperature is consistent, the humidity level. You don't get movement of the bottles. Mm. So, you know, again, with the sort of rise of affluence, people are buying more expensive wines. They want to put them away. They want to protect those wines, either for investment or to drink in the future. Mm. So putting them in wine storage, you know, they're taken care of, the temperature and humidity are correct. You can access them 24-7 if you want to. And wine storage has just grown tremendously, mm-hmm. tremendously. Kenneth, you know, on the note of wine storage, I, I know the personal storage side, you're, you're already, um, how should I say, controlling the humidity and the, the, the climate. But is there a business expansion potential into specializing in collectible storage or art storage for that matter? Yes, there is. Some of them become very, very specialized, like art storage. It's not, it's not straightforward. Yeah. But we certainly offer air-conditioned storage. We have climate control where you've got the humidity level down. So we do offer different types of storage to allow different people to store different things. But if, I, if, you know, if, I had a, if I had a Picasso worth a million dollars, probably wouldn't want to put it into self-storage. You've got to really protect that item. But yes, there's certain demand for different, different categories like that. All right, I've been speaking with Kenneth Walsdale, who is CEO of Extra Space Asia. Kenneth, I appreciate your time today. Take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Great. All right, Elliot. Thank you for talking. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.